Welcome to Bestie Action Packed, a podcast mini-series where a couple of besties sit down and engage in insightful conversation about cultural identity, academic experience, career exploration, and leadership development. These wide range of topics all explore the experiences of first-generation Latinx college students at Georgia State University. I'm your host, Alba. I'm your host, Sarah. Also joining us today is Joshua De Luna. And today we're joined by Damien Rodriguez. Introduce yourself, Damien. Oh gosh, that's a big ass. Uh, <laughs> Damien Rodriguez, uh, Georgia State alum, working as a professional, quote unquote professional. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else. Making money moves. What's your height? I'm 5'10". 5'10". Rounding up, obviously. Um, yeah. So 5'9 and a half. You 5'9 and a half. Oh, did you get... Oh, I don't want to get off topic, but <laughs> I listened to the, I, I listened to this podcast. It was so funny. It was like the host was trying to figure out what Jake Gyllenhaal's height was because apparently on like other did you have you listened to that one? I haven't listened to that uh, podcast, but I know the discussion no, about Jake Gyllenhaal's height because yeah, that, we have to figure this out. Yeah, it was it was a mystery before this podcast but it, that, that they recorded, but like apparently on like celebrity heights like websites, like it would be like sick. It would say that he was like six foot, and then like people who had like seen him in person would be like, "He's not six foot because I'm six foot and he was shorter than me." And then like, <laughs> and then so like the host like, like found like through a bunch of connections like she literally got like Jake Gyllenhaal on the phone and like asked what his true oh height was. God. Yeah, it was it was a, it was like Listen, a wild. If ride. I got Jake Gyllenhaal on the phone, the last thing I would be asking him <laughs> is his height. I feel like you could do that with math though. Like get a picture. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, there's the a TikTok guy who does that. He okay, has that's like too much though. He'll see like a can somebody holding a can and they'll be like guess my height just by the size of the can and they'll he'll go through a lot of math and he'll be like oh my based gosh. on these Thanks. equations that's, i have determined that you are five not, seven and i'm like scary. whoa sometimes math comes in handy we got uh, any mathematicians in the house not me yeah no, i'm not. pretty good at math <laughs> are you a mathematician no well i'm an econ major so yes <laughs> I just, no, yeah, I literally realized. That's a fake nap, no, math. No, that, that, that's a fake math. It's, it's made up. Is that the whole? <laughs> I don't, I'm pretty good I at math, too. I don't disagree with that, but I also don't agree with it. Okay. People are like, oh, when will I ever use math again in my life? Like, I will, I will argue count the millions. that. <laughs> One, two, that starts somewhere, right? <laughs> no, but I will agree that, like, there's certain things, like, there are certain things that you, like, yeah, math, like, does come in handy, I guess. But I personally would like to stay as far away from it, like, mm -hmm. as possible. Like, as I don't want to ever need it in my life. As someone who's pretty good at math, I've always been, like, math has always been one of my stronger suits. Um, I have never needed it. <laughs> I have never had the thing, like, wow, my math skills are coming in handy right yeah, now. Same. Maybe except when I was tutoring kids this past semester. And, in like, math? I had to teach them math. Yeah, oh, I was damn, tutoring I kids couldn't. in math. And I was like, good thing I know what this is. That's but what we also, they were in for. fourth grade. You computers. Know? That's what we have calculators for. Exactly. <laughs> computers like, and calculators. No, yeah. Oh, I was, like, studying. I was doing, like, a GRE, like, practice thing. And was I was realizing, like, actually how much I forgot, like, in math. How old are you? the last time I took a math class was just freshman year. Like, it was, like, two years ago. And... And I, and I got like a hundred in the class. So like, I'm not like stupid in math, but I just realized how like much you can forget something if you're not like actively doing it. And it's so I was just, like I language. hate it. Like I hate it. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like I hate this. Well, 
I like math sometimes. <laughs> like when, if you give me a work sh- a worksheet with a bunch of math problems, I'll, I'll be like a little kid like doing this. I'll be so happy. But if you give, give me, me a coloring page, because <laughs> I don't have the patience for that, so I can't do that. Not coloring? the coloring. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of therapeutic. I, uh, I never finish one. I honestly no, like, don't either. I bought a whole yeah. coloring book a little bit ago. Maybe it's If I make a mistake, I'm like, yeah, this is a complete L. <laughs> Did you yeah, guys ever... I never finish a page. No, it's not even a book. <laughs> Did you guys <laughs> ever get into those like adult, adult I, coloring? That's the one I yeah. have. Those were the worst. There's way too many details. <laughs> They're really cute. <laughs> I need like funny. the big ones. They're like, just draw this. Like the actual a, child. You need yeah. a Clifford the big red yeah. dog. Draw Clifford... Clifford red and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Your color pencil has to be too sharp to get into those small Yeah. I know like some people use those like like really thin line like markers mm-hmm. to get to get it like perfect i feel like is that really a skill is that like it sounds do you pretentious have to, as hell do you have to, like, <laughs> i can draw within the lines and make it pretty is that like a skill or is that just are they doing it purely uh, therapeutic I, I've th- seen I think plenty of people like trying to flex on us i think their marketing strategy is that it's supposed to be like a therapeutic thing like for people who just like like to sit down and just like concentrate on something like i think that's how they market it mm-hmm. but um, I, I personally like it. Like I've only done it like once or twice, but I need know. to turn my brain off when I'm relaxing and that's therapeutic. <laughs> not. That's true. Wait, what do you guys do? What do you guys do to relax? YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. I listen to a podcast. Uh, I think they killed my favorite podcast. On. Which one? I thought you were going to say something else. No, no, I don't no. Know. They, didn't, they didn't kill it. They themselves killed them, killed their so, own podcast. Which podcast? Reply All. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to Reply All like for years and I mean, they're still going though. Like, no, um, Gimlet is, but not Reply All. Uh, Wait, did they officially end yeah, it? Like, like I thought that they were. The last episode saying, yeah, we fired the, one of the co-hosts. No, oh. no. They re, they re-uploaded like a few, like it was like in May or something and they were like, we're going to come back without that other host and it's just oh. going to be us two. We're still going to continue it. I, I don't know. know. It looks, I mean, hopefully they kind of pull through because it was a good, it was a good it was podcast. A, it was a good podcast. And then you should, <laughs> I got upset when I was reading the news. I was like, yeah. why are they talking about reply all on my news I know. feed? And it was and like, like bad. Oh, like it was something uh, bad. <laughs> bon appet- they bone appetit themselves. Bon yeah. appet- what is it called? The cooking bon app- show? Bon appetit. Oh my god. They did that to themselves. They yeah. did do that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You should listen to and there's another Gimlet podcast that I listen to. It's called Heavyweight. Heavyweight. Is it's, that with the Aussie girl? Oh, no, that's not first. No, no, no. Um that one is with his name the host is called Jonathan Goldstein, but he Is that the one they did the Mars? Huh? Uh where they were tracking So NASA no. purposely sent some humans out to the like the middle of nowhere in the desert. Sounds and funny. they were like keeping track of their psychological state to see oh, how that sounds kind of cool can i participate Wait, which in one is that one called i don't know my brother looked it up the other day oh. but i know it's a gimlet one i'll look it up I'll let gimlet you know. has gimlet's like a become like the monopoly of like podcasts but they've, they've, they have uh, a ton of good shows the i think the the ceo started off with like nothing and then yeah he was like working on that one like radio show this american life and then he like this american life? yeah was that's what he used to work money or no, like the like he one. started in radio, like like making like episodes for This American Life, and mm-hmm. then like I think he like branched out and was like, I'm gonna start my own like media like podcast media rich. company, and now he's like freaking rich. Yeah. But no, yeah, you should listen to Heavyweight. It's right. it's the one I've been listening to like these past couple months, and it's about like like people reach out to the host to like help them like resolve something like in their past mm. that has been like weighing on them Aww. um and it's like the episodes are like all different but like i'll give you an example like one episode i just listened to like um the somebody reached out to the host and was like i found out that like i have an a, like an older sister that was put up for adoption 
um and he like wanted um like the host help in like reaching out to her and like seeing if she would be like willing to like meet the family and it was like it was a really like beautiful like podcast See, not any goofy and no not but, but that's the thing is like the host just like makes like the podcast like not like some of the episodes are sad but like the host the, the host is just like goofy and so okay. like he will make like anyway, things funny but i'll yeah. add that to the list of a million things i have to do yeah literally <laughs> adulthood what else is on that list um actually a short Adulthood. list work wake up shower repeat not not much going on nowadays dang what do you do for fun youtube no kidding <laughs> that, that was her question what do you do to relax oh, no, yeah well let's see uh, i was in costa rica that was a lot of fun Ooh, wait that's fun surfing surfing i'm still peeling oh my god he like, surfs oh my god he's peeling yeah i'm like getting my skin dead skin on you i'm sorry <laughs> me wow. um, wait so you like surf surf or were you just like i mean oh i'm gonna try and surf it's like surfing in the pat like the splash pool oh. i wasn't in the i mean oh, okay 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 i was learning to surf okay 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 so i, I jumped on the board it was fun that's on a bucket list for me learning to surf yeah, yeah my my cousin he lives in brazil but he's like a really good surfer oh um, send us videos is he cute <laughs> He's like 35, 37. That, that doesn't mean What are you talking anything. about? But it's like, how am I going to be like, yeah, my cousin's cute. No, no. It's weird. You can, that is a, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll just show us a picture. Well, this is not a podcast about yeah, like Alba tries to get a boyfriend. Yeah. I have a boyfriend. He's over there sitting down right now. And he actually, he's actually editing this. So. Oh, okay. Hello. Well, Shout this out, out to Ben. No, he's fine. <laughs> I wonder if he has like a surfing picture. On his um, yeah, but salsa monkey, salsa uh, sloths. Oh yeah, he's animals. a sur- like he surfs, and I think that's so cool. It's fun. I, I didn't think I was gonna enjoy it as much as I did. He is old. Good. I know I'd be the type of person that like like can like not be able to stand up <laughs> like on the board. I mean, that's part of the fun though, yeah. right? You get knocked up, you try again. Get yeah, knocked up. That knock might have off. a different connotation. I said knocked down. Did I heard I knocked, knocked up? up. Knocked Knock, down. I heard knocked up. Too. Right? Oh, sorry, okay. sorry. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who's getting knocked up, but it's not me. Yeah, so who else? What do you do for fun, Josh? Um, I water my plants. Aww. That's, yeah. Well, like when I, when I need to relax. Do you talk to them? No. You I feel like you wouldn't admit to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's shaking um, his head over here, yes. <laughs> Maybe I do, I do talk to them, but no, no, not really. <laughs> um, I do find that watering them is very therapeutic for me. It helps me just relax, and then usually I can just have some tea and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, he's a working boy. I do work. You a got lot. a full schedule. I do. What about Miss Alba? If what you, do you know do anything fun? about Miss Alba, you know. <laughs> I already know what Music she's going to say, but huh music shows yeah i literally was gonna say that i love concerts you know that you know that like lady gaga audio where it's like club another club like plane that's alba is just like concert another concert concert sleep i literally came from a concert just not just now because we're not recording this at 2 a.m yeah but yesterday and i'm so tired but i'm already planning my next concert as if i don't have a bunch of concerts coming up how was that with the pandemic not is it really going how was that being back to quote-unquote normal um honestly i was crying like a baby i have pictures y'all want to see the pictures of me crying bro (laughs) it was like it's it's kind of like a difficult thing knowing that like the united states where a lot of us are vaccinated Mm -hmm. and like i'm vaccinated 
and all my friends are vaccinated and we're so privileged to have that while other countries who have handled the pandemic a lot better than we have unfortunately cannot participate in the same activities because they don't have the resources to get vaccinated so it's like it's like hard you know what i mean like and concerts are one of the only things in my life that i actually do for relaxation <laughs> that's <laughs> ironic because yeah, that's a lot of energy yeah. there's i you know me i have adhd i need energy full things i can't stand still i can't really lay down watch youtube videos watching youtube videos is like work <laughs> watching new movies is work i love it but it's work it's the only thing that's not work is standing in front of um one of your favorite musicians and just hearing them yeah. sing the music that you already know back to yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I think I was at a concert once where, um, well, before the concert, they let us know, fans let us know that, um, they were performing a new song. I was stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they can't perform a new song at a concert. Who does that? I literally looked up like the really videos like of the previous concerts, trying to kind of just oh understand it. Cause to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> just to prepare a little bit. Like part of the relaxation that comes from concerts is like, you know what's going on you know what's going to happen in yeah. a way and it, there's comfort in that and I there's a lot of nice people there and i had the most fun and i'm going to go again to the same concert in a different city <laughs> i was going to add um you said that you can't sit down and watch youtube videos because you're adhd and it's not very relaxing no i said watching new youtube videos is work okay well it's I have, not that i can't do that it's so just it's it's it requires it like a different too much skill set than um going to a concert uh, one of the things that i learned during the pandemic uh, was that i have adhd really and yeah it was, fist bumped. it was um t long did story it, did it just kind of be like was it like a realization that you were like no wow. it was it no it was uh a lot i was a lot more anxious working oh, from home wow. yeah. and i was like what's the cause of this so i talked to doctors and they're yeah. like all right well we can help out with anxiety and then we just kept talking and like okay this might be the source of anxiety go get tested Damn. yeah go get tested what and is that, like testing for ADHD it was like? mad frustrating how was it, was it like, for you i want to hear that it was like um they gave me a book and it was like math questions oh my god and it just kept getting progressively hard i mean it was started off really easy it was like two plus two uh-huh four times four and it just getting progressively harder progressively harder progressively harder and i was like okay i know i could figure this out but i really don't want to do this so and were I, they like monitor like were they monitoring yeah, you like it was through face it? to face okay oh, wow. so it wasn't it wasn't just about the questions wow. no it was about how i was reacting reacting mm -hmm. and, oh, wow. and yeah, yeah one of the things they they wrote on the write-up was that my eyes were constantly looking all over the room wow yeah um and yeah it was just frustrating i mean I'd get through it. I'm like, yeah, I could probably figure that out, but that but I'm not going. That's to gonna it. take me like 30 minutes, and it's gonna be talking to myself, and me. it's me. not worth it. When I got diagnosed with ADHD, it's because I was going to a therapist, and they kept giving me like antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. Oh, I miss health insurance so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and they go how do you feel? And I'm like, I honestly feel like nothing's changed. Yeah. And then I'm describing to them like what I'm going through. And then the man just kind of sits up like he, his posture changes. And he's like, have you ever heard of ADHD? And my mouth drops because it was a running joke among my friends that I had ADHD. Wow. And I'm like, yes, my friends joke that I have it. And they're like, well, they shouldn't joke about it. Cause you have it. <laughs> and he was like, I'm Jokes pretty sure. Them. So he diet, he, diagnosed me and he gave me the ADHD meds and this one point I mean when we started noticing that I started getting better he was like see 
I told you. I told you you were getting, you had ADHD. Dude. And then. Was the medication like helpful? It was. That's good. Because my anti-anxiety meds, they made me really nauseous and it made me more anxious. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like the, sim- the symptoms were like, this medication may cause like this, 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 and this. And it's like, like nausea, vomiting. Yeah. I would. And it's like, dang, do I, do I even want to try it out? I know a lot of people who take new medications can relate to this, but when your body has to adjust to yeah. them, my body hated those anti-anxiety meds to the point where if I skipped them for like three days, not on purpose, like, you know, sometimes yeah. I just forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would take them in the morning for school. I would be in the bathroom throwing up Ooh. because Dang. my body was like, what are you doing to us? That sucks. Wow. And it sucks, too, that like a lot of times like like doctors will be like, oh, you have to kind of wait it out. Like You have to see. And it's like, I hate that. And, like, it doesn't work. And it yeah. didn't work. And I like sadly, I haven't been on my ADHD meds since my health insurance got cut out oh, yeah. um, when I was like, what, 18, 19? Yeah, isn't it like. Like the cut, like the cutoff when you, yeah, that happened to me too. It's like, oh, you're 19, you're not poor anymore. <laughs> we take your health insurance away. Like, sorry about it. Yeah, I don't know how. I, I think I pay like two bucks out of pocket for it, but I looked at the receipt and it was like two hundred dollars for yeah. what is a, a month supply, and I was like, thank God, I can afford health, health insurance. insurance. Yeah. I cannot wait to graduate this December and get a job health with insurance. health insurance. Right? Like, I'm so that is a non-negotiable to. for me. That, Exactly. I'm going to go into every job interview. They're going to be like, I'm going to be like, the listen, you can pay me 30K. I don't care. As long as it has health insurance, <laughs> at least for an entry level, we can yeah. give me health insurance. I need my ADHD meds. That's so that's so important to be like transparent about that, too. Like in the like in the process of like interviewing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or what maybe was, is it. I don't know. Maybe you can go. Into I was about bit. to ask, like, what yeah, was your like, process like? job negotiating so in the interview process or after (laughs) like hey this is what i got what do you got because i'm in accounting and i work for one of the bigger companies they're all kind of the same um they all kind of offer the same um, benefits benefits, but salary wise are like this is what we have and the amount of applicants that they were receiving was just it's a lot every year so they're like if you try to negotiate (laughs) negotiate for more they're like okay like we'll get another one we'll get somebody else to do it for the price we just offered but there's room like after you've been at the company like there's room to oh yeah and then i mean one of the things is that in public accounting you know you do you can double your starting salary within five years oh Oh. tell us more no it's (laughs) it's, you're being burnt out for a lot of money i would imagine it's you know takes its toll some people love that kind of work some people don't yeah some people can put up for it for two years three years and then I they're out health insurance. <laughs> i feel like this is a good segue to kind of go into our topic um to kind of talk to us about like how you got to like where you are so if you want to talk a little bit about like you know your experience in college like what you mm-hmm. majored in maybe and like even kind of like your decision to go into graduate school yeah so um i started off college well I was doubting whether I would actually go because unknown at the time I had ADHD and I was a terrible high school student. Period. Um, and I was like, school's not for me. I hate this. Let me not go do that. And I thought going to college would be a lot easier than finding a full-time job and doing that. So I was like, <laughs> let me just go to, uh, I went to Georgia Highlands for two years to try to figure out what I wanted to do. Took some education courses, took some other courses. I was like, what's interesting? Uh, took accounting course and it just, it made sense. Didn't really take much effort for me. So I was like, well. They get paid well. <laughs> Here you I, are. I can get A's in it without doing too much work. Then let me do that. Um, and then I transferred over to Georgia State um, two years after starting. Um, got a 
bachelor's in business administration with focus in accounting, which is just... Does GSU have like an undergrad accounting major or is it just business? It's, it's just business think, with yeah. a focus in okay. accounting. Um, okay. And then I went to go work for the state for a, a whole year, which was nice because that was 40 hours a week, no more, no less, and you know, didn't have to look at my email after work. Um, I mean, I was getting paid. Peanuts. I have a question. Yeah, go for it. Did you have health insurance? <laughs> uh, I did. Nice. Um, had health insurance. I had a retirement plan. Forty hours a week was nice. nice. But um, wait, this is straight out of undergrad. Yeah, I was getting paid. The pay was crap. It was like okay. thirty-five. Um, but the problem that they were Starting facing is salary, that baby. a lot of people <laughs> were leaving like after a year because thirty-five oh, for accounting yeah. degrees aren't isn't really enough mm -hmm. um so the day before i put in my two weeks notice was the day they announced that they were gonna start at 45 whoa <laughs> yeah. oh my god so you were like, wait. i was like wait do i really want to go to get a master's degree at georgia state uh and i was like well you know what i'm gonna just commit to it because i know that i probably can't do both and yeah. looking back at it, i probably couldn't have um and then i did i took me four and a half five years to finished with my undergraduate degree i was never i'm never really in a rush to get yeah. done through school through school um i did work for a year yeah yeah came back got my master's in a year and a half worked for lasso where i met both of y'all um and then well and the all, three all, all three of y'all all three yeah and now i'm starting salaries a little higher <laughs> with a master's degree uh but not i'm not swimming in the benjamins as they would say <laughs> who would say that y'all I feel like I get it. I get the youngsters. Yeah. So you took so you took a break in between undergrad mm -hmm. um and grad school. Do you feel like would you have done that different? Like would you if like just thinking back now, like do you think you did the right thing, like to take a break and work for a year, or do you feel like you wish you had just gone straight into the masters? Like how was that experience? I think taking that break was good so that I could just get a break from school and the the routine that that was mm -hmm. I think that it was probably not the best career choice it, it wasn't a bad career choice it just wasn't the best because I could have gone in you know straight in master's and gotten a similar job that I have now straight out of un, or out of my master's without any experience so it wasn't it didn't have its pros it didn't have its cons I mean it did have its pro and its cons but for me at the end of the day it was the decision I took and it, it worked out for me uh, everybody's path is going to be different and for me it it worked and it's the way i did it and i mean now i'm what 20 27 going on 28 in two months and the people i'm starting with are like 22 so i feel a little bit older which is both a good and a negative because you know i look back i'm like 22 making a starting salary that they're making <laughs> five years from now they're going to be a lot further than i am but life isn't a race and i just gotta take my own path and are the, I can do. are the young people that like you're saying that are like 22 that you're working with are, are they out of like straight out of undergrad or do you, most of them have so, masters or degrees already? Well, no, some of them come straight out of undergrad. So I had to get a master's degree to be, to get a CPA license, which I'm not studying for right now, but <laughs> I kind of need to do, uh, but you need 150 credit hours. Oh, okay. Um, and so some of what we do or some, what some people do is they do accounting undergraduate and a finance undergraduate degree, which gives them the 150, but I did accounting undergraduate and a master's degree. Oh, which is another okay. way of doing it. So there was okay. different paths. And then some people are doing accounting and finance and they have those credits that they have. Oh, wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Adulting sounds hard. <laughs> um, like the adult world. Yeah. Not ready for it, honestly. I don't think anybody is. Um, 
I mean, it has its pros. You get some nice, you know, you get a paycheck every two weeks, which I love that healthcare. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, you're working 40 hours a year a week has gone to somebody else for the most part, where in college, it's all you, you, you. Yeah. You're, me, me, you're me. doing it to like build, build up, you're building yourself up. And that's, that's a huge change. And I mean, it, it takes some time getting used to, but we're all capable of it if you made it to college. And I like that you said it's really like a personal choice taking that break in between the undergrad and your master's because like I'm going to take a break for sure. Like I've decided I was originally planning to get my master's degree with like the four plus one program here at Georgia State. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I was like, I cannot handle another year of this. <laughs> yeah. I will not be handling another year of this. So it's like, I like that you were like, all of our paths are different, yeah. especially right now with yeah. pandemic times. I think oh, a lot of yeah. us are so burnt down that it's like we need, in my opinion, we need a little break from yeah. school. Yeah. And then I know what it, some people like in that year, they go work and, you know, pay, get paid for a little bit. Some people go out and see some of the world, which... That's what, what I wish I did, but my bank account. Yeah, I was going to say, the people <laughs> my, who do that, like, my they, bank got, account was they not probably got like some family members with money. Or they worked all throughout undergrad, right, Alva? That's what you're doing? <laughs> I have worked all throughout undergrad. Jesus so you got Christ. that uh, world. Not un yeah. The world tour. world tour? I actually want world tour. Yeah. World tour funded? <laughs> yeah. Is the world tour fund pre-funded? <laughs> nice. So Damien, so aside from getting your CPA license, like what what encouraged you to go back to get your master's? Well, there was there was a couple of things. I wanted to okay. Part of it was me just being me. Like I I kind of have ambitious goals for myself, and nice. sometimes they don't really work out. Not um, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's <laughs> life. Um, so I wanted to go because I had a professor who at a uh, he was a Spanish professor, and um, he kind of told us like especially Latinos, like, hey, you should be striving for higher education besides a bachelor's. Yes, a bachelor's degree True. is great, but for Latinos, like, the more school you can get, the even more special you can be in, but special on what's there. <laughs> um, but the more differentiated you can be in terms of um, educational attainment, just because there isn't a huge population, or there isn't a huge group of Latinos that have a master's degree. So um, he kind of pushed us to do, and he kind of has been pushing me to do a PhD program, but I don't think I have that. <gasps> in, no. I don't Wait, we're going to have to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he kind of just pushed me towards continuing to get that education. And then um, I, like I said, I was working for the government. The pay wasn't that great, even though they were increasing our pay. Um, <laughs> and since it's all a matter of open record, I looked up the people that I started with in the government and they're roughly making the same amount that I am now. So Oh, at the end of the day, okay. kind of ended up in the same spot. But um, he's wow. he's he's like, this is him low key saying, like, don't work for the government. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they, no, they I think this is him no, saying, this don't, is him get saying don't get a master's degree. Don't get a master's degree expecting to get paid more. Oh, OK, OK. Well, uh, I'll come back to you in five years and tell you how much I'm getting compared to them. Um, we'll be checking. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. Hopefully. Would it be better? So, do you than think that's because of the master's started? degree or because it's not a government job? I think it's good because it's not a government job. So that's what, uh, that's what I was saying. Uh, like, I mean, but 40, yeah. hours a week, 40 hours a week is nice. Like, yeah, I'm working Go working for the government. I work for the government now. It's pretty, nice. It's pretty nice. 40 hours a week is nice. And so. The benefits are not usually nice, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And my, my dad works for the county government. He's got retirement account. And yeah, I mean, they set you up. He's got forced paid vacation because he's got too forced. Many, yeah, like they make him take a whole month off in December because like, hey, you've got too many vacation days. <laughs> take them. Wait, do, like are 
do our companies like stopping like the rollover thing like i feel like i was reading this article about how like like people can't roll over their vacation days to like the next year like well, i don't okay. i can't remember you, what. you kind of hit a nerve right now oh, <laughs> which, which, which you can nerve. get back to uh yeah, but yeah no so i i came back for to try to network with other companies and so it was getting the cpa credits um, just trying to have a master's degree as a Latino would have been great or what is great. Um, and then also just trying to land a different job and having those networking opportunities. So that's kind of why I did it. Um, and I know, I know people that were, that I was getting my bachelor's degree with, um, and they went straight from undergrad to masters. And I mean, we were working in the same company doing a similar thing. Um, so I mean, that's why I did it. And I think a lot of people do get their master's for similar reasons. They want to either change careers or get paid more or, you know, they want to get some some, of, uh, some sort of certificate that they couldn't get before. Um, and a lot of the people that were in my class were people who got undergraduate degrees in accounting who needed the credits for the CPA. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I did okay. it. So no, overall, not like. I uh, did it to get smarter and no, I did it for <laughs> professional development, I guess, at the end of the day. There was no hunger to pursue knowledge. Well, I mean, okay, there was a little, but <laughs> if I was going to get a master's degree, I wouldn't have got, if that was the case, I wouldn't have done it in accounting. I would have done it in something. Uh, yeah, yeah. A bit more. So, I mean, it makes sense. Good leeway into the PhD <laughs> in the pursuit of knowledge. Pursuit of knowledge. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a bit challenging. Um, just because, like you said, healthcare. Students don't really. Well, depends on the, depends on the yeah. program. I know. Because a lot of programs do offer. Um, that's a big headache. Uh, that's gonna, <laughs> I mean, like, you have to get the you have to get accepted. <laughs> and I don't, I, I have a. You did it once. Like, you can do it again. When did I do it once? Like, masters. Your master's. I didn't need my GRE. Okay, oh. but, but, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, but I still the application process of a master's. No, my master's application was so easy, which oh is part of the reason why gosh. I did it. I had, a, <laughs> I had a good enough GPA in my undergraduate degree that Georgia State accepted my GPA as proof that I can get through with it, which, looking back at it, was probably not the best of idea on their end, but I got the degree, <laughs> and um, no, I actually really like Georgia State enough gotten to meet a lot of cool people like y'all so we love georgia state this is a pro georgia state podcast <laughs> pro, pro gsu um, so it's funny how, that you talked oh sorry, no, sorry. so how was your experience with uh grad school grad school um overall it wasn't too bad i first semester i paid out of pocket for it which i mean luckily i was able to afford it because i've been working and living at home and saving money yep um you know looking back wasn't the most fun time but i mean that's what i did um uh, so the first year was okay. I was just a full-time student. Um, was, wasn't really doing much outside of classes uh, and studying. Um, and then the second semester, which should have been my last, but it ended up not being, I ended up working for Lasso, which is the Latino, I actually forgot the acronym. <laughs> is it Latino Success in Student Outreach or... <laughs> Look, I no, not it. me searching up Lasso and then Ted, Ted Lasso comes <laughs> up. I love Ted Lasso. Everyone should watch Ted Lasso, mm. period. Did you know it was a, a YouTube miniseries? Yeah, I miniseries? did. You, wait, you've seen it? I've seen the... I watched the miniseries when it came Isn't out. Isn't it like, an Apple TV show? Yeah, did oh, you no. see the show yet? I haven't watched the show, but I watched the miniseries. Mini I've seen the miniseries. Or it's like an episode or two. It's two, it's it's two, two videos. I watched those when they came out. Let's give you context of I how I don't have Apple TV. 
to you watch, get like, watch the you show. You get like a free you have an iPhone. I had a you yeah, get a free year. It's like it's like you it depends like you have to sign up for it like a certain amount of time after you get the phone. Oh. Like it's been it's too late. Oh it's time to get the new iPhone. I, I got <laughs> I got you think my, I got money like that. I got my Apple TV, my freeze thing. I got it in December, then the pandemic hit, they extended it. I've had it for free for 18 months. Nice. For free wow. for 18 months? 18 months for free. Because it was 12 months, and then they yeah. just kept extending it because of the pandemic. I need a new laptop, so maybe maybe I'm going to have to break the no, bank but for that. Ted, but, so you haven't seen the show? No. I, my sisters had it on in the background. It, don't they win like so many awards like every no, award season? I think season? they're nominated for... It is... I'm not even kidding. If you need like a feel good, that's what I've heard. Nice show. It's perfect. I love it. I because it's a soccer show. I love soccer. Yeah. In it, but it's not the Brits, just a soccer. It's show. like a Brit. Show, and it's right? a British, but it's like half British, half American. Like yeah. they have British writers and American writers. Oh really? I know we're so off topic, but like I, I'm not <laughs> kidding. Like this is like the light of my life. Like I wow. love this show so much. Wow. It is so good. Like the first episode you're watching, you're, it, you're like me. the first episode you watch it. Honestly, can we watch it? It's like 30 minutes. Anyway, <laughs> so the first episode you watch it and it goes on, and then um, this you're is like, not this the is the one a, that's on YouTube. No. Okay. I think it's, you should watch that one first. Okay. It's, it's a lot of the jokes are kind of reused in the first season, but that's another thing. <laughs> and then the first episode goes on, and you're like, "This is a funny, cool. It's just a simple show." By the end of it, I was like, "This is gonna break my heart somehow." Or wow. like, I was like emotional. Emotional roller coaster. It was Latinx student services and outreach. <laughs> yes, I learned something on that. Oh, degree. so the A <laughs> is just part of Latinx. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, what is the A? Like, what is the A? I know. I never got that either. Oh man! Sorry. No, you're good. Oh my gosh! Um, I don't know. If yeah, so I worked out. there to get back on topic, y'all. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> don't kidding. look at me like okay. that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so I worked there. Uh, they paid my tuition. I got a nice stipend. Um, so I did that. Wait, they, I didn't know they paid your tuition. Yeah, full tuition waiver. Um, nice. So, anybody? so was that a fellowship? No, it was, was just that a like graduate a, just assistant. A, Oh, okay, okay. So there's GRAs, which are graduate research yeah, assistants. Yeah, yeah, GAAs, which is graduate administrative assistants, or just uh, that's graduate what you assistants. Were. Yeah, and that's what I was. And then there's, um, yeah, those only two that I know of. Um, but yeah, nice. I did that, got my tuition paid, like I said, tuition paid for, stipend. Um, and then I had just to commit 20 hours a week to work. And then I was doing school part time. So um, not bad. I was able to continue networking. Um, and then I, joined Panthers in the District, which was a networking opportunity where they took a bunch of students up to D.C. to network. Whoa, um, that's cool. Kind wow. of that is really cool. To yeah. pad my... Wait, pad. talk about that. That was great. I loved it. I loved D.C. <laughs> I didn't want to come back from D.C. Um, it, but it would start off just an application and then a social and then an interview. And then once you got selected to be part of the cohort, then there was training sessions about resume building, talking to professionals. Um and I had kind of gone through that all in my undergrad. So yeah. it was kind of all the same thing. And it was repetitive. just, yeah. Um, but I mean, I got to meet other students who had connections to other places. Nice. Um, and then also just, like I said, it looks good on a, re looks good on a resume. So I had it on was there. This, was this like just for graduate students? Yeah, this was for undergrad and graduate wow. students. Okay, guys. We like, need to look you into guys that. That, that are listening, really cool. look into that. Like yeah. if you need to help networking. I think they do, they focus. So there's three. There's one that goes to DC, the one that I did, which was like, Public health, public policy, or not public health, public policy, anything related to like politics or anything that could be bent into the shape of politics. Uh, so I did the tax side of that. Yeah. Ah. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> there's one in New York that focuses purely on the like financial side. Mm -hmm. And there's one to San Francisco Bay Area that does mostly 
like the computer science. Oh, you the, repeat the name of the program again? Yeah, so it, it's called Panthers. It's called PIP, which is, no, Panther Involvement Programs, Immersion Programs. Um, it's But yeah, it's Panthers in the District, Panthers on Wall Street, and Panthers in the Bay. Okay. Um, Sherry Conroy, I believe, is the associate. Uh, if she's the same, if they have the same person running it. Um, but yeah. I have a question. Is it only available to students who are under the Robinson College of Business? No, there's, um, like I said, public policy was one. That was the uh, Andrew Young School. I had a couple of people who were a part of that. Um, I think they made an exception for one of the girls that did a focus in communications. Mm. Um, and I think she might've been part of the arts school, but she that's had a good resource. Though. Yeah. She had, she had been working on like political campaigns before. So yeah. that's why kind of, they kind of accepted Me. her. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you can definitely kind of not, you know, you can use your experiences to get in there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, that but sounds yeah. like a good opportunity. That is a really good. I Thank have no you for idea. Sharing yeah. that. I have no idea that was a thing here. The only downside is I did have to pay for my flight there, but to DC it was like a hundred bucks. For some reason, I feel like I remember you talking about this or sharing about it maybe right before you left Georgia State, but it flew away. Like, yeah. it, was, it was a good program. I liked it. Um, just got to meet some cool people. I know some people now are working for like the Atlanta Fed Reserve Bank. I think there's one wow. working for the state Senate cham chamber. Uh, there's one of the, the girl that I think she did communications, but she's working in DC with, um, I believe David Scott, not David Scott. Um, oh, what's the Senator's names? John uh, Ossoff or Warnock. Yes. I, uh, I think she's working with one of them. Um, and I know, uh, one of them is working at EY. He's going to be starting an audit. So where I'm working currently, um, so, it, it, you know, you kind of learn people and where they go and kind of their adventures and you can kind and of help them out. you get your name out there, too. Yeah. Like I said, good. people will remember, like, people will, I don't know how much people remember names, but I feel like being in person, like, talking to people is going to gonna be, like, a more beneficial to you than just. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the cool things is that we got to go to the EY National Office that was up there. Um, and we got to just talk to some professionals. And one of the people I talked to was um, he was the head of what is like um, their like what's, what's the word I'm looking for. He essentially analyzes proposed legislative changes and how it could impact business businesses. So he's been on a couple of calls that I've been a part of that go out to like the whole U.S. region. Wow. Um, so and you met him. Yeah, we got to talk to him and, nice. you know, shake his hand and say, hello, cool. hire me, please, <laughs> essentially. Please, I need a job. Yeah, I need, well, I need money, not a job. Yeah. I need health insurance. He's got the <laughs> back on the health insurance. <laughs> yeah, no, but overall, it was a good experience. Classes weren't too difficult. I don't think there's really too much of a change, at least on my end, um, from how hard the courses were. Um, so it was just an extension of a bachelor's degree, in my opinion, but it was definitely valuable. Yeah, that's what I was going to I was going to ask you about like challenges that you may have experienced like throughout like just your graduate school experience. Yeah. Like not necessarily like specific to challenges in the classes, but just mm -hmm. like as a whole, as like a was it yeah, like was it hard to like juggle everything also working or did yeah. you feel like it was Um good? I mean, I think the most challenging part that I was unaware of was the ADHD. Um I didn't have an inclination of that I had that going I on. I want to add that he keeps looking at me I when mean, he look, says ADHD. Look, I got somebody <laughs> bump again. who now understands that. Um, yeah, you do, brother. And I like I 
when I was in class, I couldn't really focus because it was late at night and that's the last thing I wanted to think about was accounting. Um, so, I mean, that was a big challenge. And then kind of juggling, you know, being, um, having gone from working a full-time job and getting paid yeah. to now I'm not getting paid as much. Um, and yet I still have to pay for stuff like parking, gas, yeah. books. Um, that was a challenge. And then just also kind of the social aspect where um, I have night classes, so you really can't hang out with friends because yeah. they're, they're working during the yeah. day. Um, but I mean, overall challenges were just, you know, how am I going to balance going to class, working, and then also networking on top True. of that? Because um, a lot of the networking events were going on uh, later in the day when I was going to classes because um, mm. we had night classes. And I was like, do I go to this networking event that could be beneficial for my career or do I go to the class that, you know, I've got to I need to pass. Yeah, I need to pass. <laughs> I got to be in this yeah. next test kind of makes or breaks that be maybe a C, maybe a D, who knows? Um, so, I mean, that was kind of challenging, but I think going, I mean, like I said, I think that under, that master's degree is kind of just an extension of the undergraduate degree. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't too much different. It was just more of now we have the responsibility of working at the last office, which I think was pretty cool because um, I got to meet cool people and got to work with um, the undergraduates. Yeah, <laughs> reviewing you resumes. You got to help people with their resumes. <laughs> yeah, he reviewed. Has he reviewed your resume too? I don't think so. He's reviewed he me and Sarah's resume yeah. for sure. I did have my midpoint with you. Aww, oh yeah, he did midpoint meetings too. Yeah. No, when yeah. Damien left the lasso office, it was like there's a hole. I felt blindsided because <laughs> I didn't because I didn't know that you were graduating. What and do you so think I was going to be here forever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I was like, wait. He's gone? Yeah. Because <laughs> he graduated. Yeah. That's what happens. He went on Life to bigger and better, on. I guess. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I wanted to bring up, like how you said, the challenge is it's just an extension of your undergrad. But And you did bring up your ADHD. How did that kind of all intersect with being like a Latinx student? Oh, yeah. Because I know for me, it's like there's already so many things stacked, stacked up against you. Like first yeah. gen, Latinx yeah. student. Then you have to go through like struggling with ADHD or at least at your case, undiagnosed yeah. ADHD yeah. in all in combination with a postgraduate I mean, life. One of the good things about Georgia State is that it is a pretty diverse school. So yeah. there was a lot of non-white brown people there. Um, and I think there was two other Latinos that I had met, uh, one in undergrad. Um, so I kind of had that experience and we had kind of known each other and goofed off and he worked at the last office as well. Um, so I kind of, you know, wasn't really feeling too excluded. And there was another student who went to a different school, but was getting his master's here who were all kind of pursuing the same goals and trying to get a career started. Um, so being Latino didn't really affect me too bad when I was getting that master's, but um, I don't know. There, there are times like just getting to college was a bigger challenge than getting my master's because yeah that's true um i mean so true. i have an older sister who she got she was two years older so we kind of went through the same thing but she wasn't too helpful because she, nobody nobody helped her through it she just kind yeah. of figured it out and yeah. she didn't know like okay well yeah. is your path going to look different than mine i don't know and so she wasn't she wasn't as helpful as somebody who had gone through the process before um mm -hmm. but i was like well any help i can get is better than what i got in school um 
Did you ever find yourself feeling frustrated about, because this is just something that I feel frustrated about and I'm an undergrad. It's just like under, like the situation that I'm in is like, yeah, I need to work. Like I can't just devote mm-hmm. my myself to school because mm-hmm. I also got to be able to like afford books yeah. and, and things like that. And that's, I think, like a situation that a lot of like first first generation like college students find themselves in too is like they're having to juggle like school while also having to work and a mm-hmm. lot of people commute too yeah. um they don't have the luxury to live on campus or close to campus and so things like that i just find is like yeah like it's kind of harder for me to get my assignments in on time because i'm yeah. also having to work and i'm also well, no i mean i was so. lucky enough that i did work when i was doing my undergrad but i it wasn't a requirement for me it was more of a like if i want spending money to do something (laughs) nice it was like all right well you got to pay for that because my parents were pretty fortunate that you know they were able to support us because i mean they told us from a young age it's either work or school yep you don't have you can't do you (laughs) You can't can't do nothing yeah yeah um (laughs) so i mean they were pretty supportive and like okay we'll pay for gas if you need to get to school if you don't want to work for it uh, or not not work (laughs) for it if you don't want to work and go to school yeah and there was times you know i was studying on the weekends and dad would be like hey do you want to come help me do this work and i'm like i kind of really can't because i'm studying and i mean all they see is me being in my room or being in the library yeah yeah that's like oh he's doing nothing i'm like no like I mean, there were sometimes I was doing nothing. Um, <laughs> I think also working during the pandemic. Uh, during the pandemic, like oh, so we're bad. doing school, we're doing work at home, and then my mom will come into my room and be like, "You've been in your room yeah. all day. I am working. Like, can you do this thing for me? It's like I'm at work right now. Yeah. Like, what do you? Especially mean? like one of the challenges. Um, I don't know if anyone else, but like we don't have like licenses. I'm the only licensed driver, oh, yeah. so it'd be when are we going to the grocery store? You have to take your brother to his doctor's appointment. You have to take your brother to his soccer practice. Like everything kind of builds up. And it's like, they don't see that when you're in your room doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not just like laying on your bed. I'm not, I am (laughs) laying on my bed. I'm doing my work. And I think that was the thing that really, really sucked is like, we haven't gone to the grocery store in eight days. And I was like, we will live for another <laughs> hour. Just give me 30 more yeah. minutes. And that's what I was talking about. I'm pretty fortunate in that, you know, my parents, they're both U.S. citizens and um, they were able to maintain jobs throughout the pandemic. Um, so they didn't rely too much on me or on like, uh, like I know some people have, yeah. um, you know, those res- those requirements outside of, you know, being a student to have you know being a family member who can help out uh so i was pretty lucky there um i didn't really have to work but it was like oh you want to you want to take a trip to costa rica then <laughs> where's gotta, that money coming from yeah because i'm not that gonna, costa rica money well, yeah, yeah um and i mean yeah I, I and i think that's part of the unique thing about being latino is that we're all kind of have very different family structures whether your parents are undocumented and you yourself are undocumented or your parents are been here, you know, second generation. Yeah. I think it's going to be unique to each, um, each individual. And I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of things that overlap, especially around the culture of like, okay, well you can stay at home. There's no real pressure, but then you tell your non-Hispanic friends, Oh yeah, I'm still living at home. And they're like, that's they're like, what? Well, that's, like, that's really weird. Why? Like, not really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and that's, that's, that's so true though, because a lot of people I know that like are not, um latinx like have moved out like don't live at home anymore and like that's just not the culture i grew up like i grew up in like 
people like kind of stay home yeah. until they're like my like, I was literally yeah. tell like I we hadn't mentioned my cousin but like he lives in Brazil but like he's 37 and he's not married and he lives at home yeah. like he's still that's he's still at home be. and like and so it's like that's just a completely different culture that I think a lot of Latinx people grow up in is like like we there's not this like oh you turn 18 you're out of the house yeah. <laughs> like what is that culture yeah. even that's so like hard <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so weird. Oh, I was I was just gonna say that um, my parents thought it was so weird when I told them I was moving out. They were mm-hmm. like, "What? What do you mean? Like, are you gonna be okay?" Yeah. <laughs> They're like, uh, like, "You don't have you. to." They were like, just so worried. Yeah. I was like, "It was it was like in the middle. Well, n- not in the middle. Yeah, kind of in the middle of the pandemic when I moved. I had to get out of that house." Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of and, people. I feel like a lot of people can relate. To and my that dad too. was like, "Yeah, here." take this credit card, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you need money, let me know. And I was like, I I know you don't have money like that. What are you doing? It's <laughs> a thought that counts. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, luckily I haven't had to ask for money or use any of their money, like, since. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they're still, like, mind boggled by, like, the yeah. fact that I live, yeah. I'm, I'm single. Like, you can support I, I, yourself. And I can support myself. But, um, yeah, I think there's, I, I mean, I think there's that desire. I mean, I had that desire to kind of leave home when yeah. I wanted to, when I was going to school, especially getting tired of the one hour commute for what is like a 30 <laughs> minute, 13 minute mi- or 30, yep. 13 mile drive. I'm like, wow. I don't want to do this every day. Let me just live downtown. It's so draining. Yeah. It's so draining. But I mean, I'm saving money now because I'm still living at home because of the pandemic. And yeah. exactly. I'm like, there's no point in being alone inside a house all day. <laughs> know. You, we know because you went to Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. Well, I took the siblings. That was the thing. Ah. Siblings. Yeah. How sweet. Suddenly I am your sibling. Like just well, the they siblings were, they were, or parents? No, the, I invited the parents. And they said no. Dad is, um, he's a very homebody. <laughs> he doesn't like going anywhere that is new. <laughs> uh, mom was working and just, yeah. she has quinceaneras coming up that she's like, I can't, <laughs> oh I can't take time to go on a vacation with you. I want to have your uncle's daughter's quinceanera coming up i'd much rather do that i'm like okay what about the monkeys though <laughs> like we're gonna go so. yeah um, and yeah my problem my siblings had no problem swiping my card <laughs> and I was like, okay. younger so siblings got money uh, no no uh, i i counted up like this person charged this i need my money come on pay up um was it your younger sibling yeah i mean younger he my youngest brother is still probably older than you <laughs> So How old is he? He's 25. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm definitely not 25. But that was a little cute sibling strip, though. Yeah, no, it, it was is. fun. It was the first time we had done a sibling strip without the parents. Parents. Or without That's fun. I guess that would be called that a sibling strip. That sounds fun. Like, I, I'm thinking, like, could I do that? And I'm like, absolutely not. My brothers do, and I do not have that relationship. <laughs> Me and my brother had a sibling trip to Mexico. Mm. My brother had never been to Mexico. Cute. 2019 in December, right before the pandemic. We had, he had never been to Mexico. He had never met my grandma. And it was the sibling trip to family. And it was so, uh, I loved it. He loved it. Yeah, I took my cousins to Mexico City because they had never been outside of the U.S. Uh, And they both came back from Mexico City like, yeah, let's move there. (laughs) No, that's always the case, right? That's literally how I felt when I went to Brazil for the first time. I was like, mom, I think I'm going to move here. I think I'm going to move here. Let's move out. Let's go I feel like there there has to be something that really connects us to our homes. Like genetically. (laughs) Because I felt so good in Mexico, like being with my family and like the people that I haven't seen at that point, haven't, hadn't seen since I was like three. So I guess 17, eight, oh, yeah, like 16, 17 years. 
but my, and my brother had never met them. Yeah. yeah. I will say it was different going to a completely different Latin American country. Yeah. Even though I had been, they had never experienced that. And, you know, they're kind of expecting it to be kind of like Mexico. Oh, so it was your second Costa Rica trip. It was my third. Third? I did, oh. a, I did a study abroad in Costa okay. Rica. Uh, yeah. And then I went that with my cousin and my so girlfriend what is it in about, December. What is it about Costa Rica? It's that pura vida lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, it's okay. So it's relatively safe. And yeah. Um, what part of Costa Rica? I know there's like there's like the touristy part, and then there's like another part that's yeah. So I we did a little mixture of both. Um, the first, well, so with my siblings, we went to the very touristy, the the big national park that everybody goes to, and we did the national park tour. We did a, a boat tour. Um, we did some ATVing, and, and that was fun. And then we went to a, a very small town up in the north west corner of Costa Rica, um, which was one main road where all kind of the businesses and hotels are at, but they're not really hotels. They're like two buildings yeah. with rooms in them. Yeah. Um, dirt road. Uh, and that's where we served. And we liked that too. Um, nice. cause I mean, we grew up going to really rural Mexico, so yeah, we don't like the big city unless we're going to be in a, a really big city. But then that was a good time. Nice. Definitely Glad recommend you had it. Fun. It was not a cheap place though. That's the only thing I will say. <laughs> I know. I feel like the more, the more like, countries start opening up too mm. like after the pandemic is the prices are only going up <laughs> from here yep. okay so damien what advice would you give to someone that was maybe in in the spot that you were when you were an undergrad undergrad well i would say before even going to undergrad i would say don't think that the high school version of yourself is going to be the college version of yourself mm. um there's going to be a lot of uh change um i wouldn't always say growth but change and mostly growth <laughs> um and I think college and high school are a completely different thing. Um, there, you know, you know, you really get to kind of make the college experience yours, where high school, you're kind of forced to make it like everybody else is in their yeah. school. Um, so definitely just know that high school or college won't be an extension of uh, high school, even though you're kind of learning the same things, but the experience and how you, you go about that experience is completely different. Um, so before that, you know, get this perception that you're a great high school student, so you're going to be a great college student, and vice versa. If you think you're going to be a, or not vice versa, but if you think you're a terrible <laughs> high school student, you won't be a terrible um, college student because that's how I was. And I thought, well, I don't really want to go to college, and I hated high school, so I'm probably going to hate this too. But I ended up liking it a lot more than I had ever thought. So I'd say that was probably the first thing, and then also. I think one of the biggest things is that know that you are not studying to become um, whatever you're studying to be. So you're not studying mm -hmm. to become a, I, I didn't study to be an accountant. I didn't study to be, you know, you're not going to study to be a nurse. You're not going to study to be an architect or a, a lawyer or, or a writer or whatever. You're studying to learn a set of skills that those people have. True. Yeah. Um, wow. I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. That's they good advice. Connecting your identity to what you're learning. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, where is she going with this? I know. <laughs> I was like, but no way. I saw the, I, I saw the faces with that. change. I don't know I why, like... but it sticks. But I get it. I get it. Um, but no, I think that that's a big misconception is that you know you go in for something and you're expecting it to come out to be that. No, yeah. you, you just have the skill sets that you can learn the the certain relevant skills once you get into that field. Um, but then also just enjoy college yeah people want to get out start making money um but yeah. I, overall it's it's one of the few times where you'll have um the time to f truly invest in just yourself and, and yeah. nobody else um, that's so true so those are kind of the big three things i would say you know i feel like i've met so many people in college that 
are like so eager to finish just mm. like so eager to get out like like i want to be done with this like people who are like i want to graduate in three years like i want to be done i want to be done and i'm just looking at them like what is the rush like yeah. why do you want to get into the real world so bad well, like, think- and alba's here like disagreeing with me <laughs> but i just i cannot i that is like such an overwhelming feeling is to like not have like school as like a security blanket i feel like mm-hmm. but yeah i will say that i'm i'm in that same situation where i am fortunate enough that i'm going to graduate a semester early because i want the security of having a job but as it's like, a but it's like the the job search part is like scary to me yeah, like no, that's yeah I, that is the scary part is like when you don't have a job and you're like <laughs> i need it yeah I, I completely understand that sentiment like i don't think it's more of like a rush to get out even though for me it kind of feels like it because i'm feeling very extremely burnt out and i need a break mm-hmm. from school i've always, I'm, I'm a student i love academia i love just learning things that pursuit of knowledge like i love it but it's gotten to the point where i'm like i need a break and i need more financial security and i need more just like freedom in Mm -hmm. a way to do other things at least for a little bit i am planning to get another degree afterward (laughs) but it's not gonna be right after no, I think I think that financial independence that you're talking about is is relevant because I mean I was lucky enough to graduate undergraduate without any stu- or very 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 small amounts of student loan and I was able to pay it off and I mean relatively quickly. Uh, but I think there is some people who who see that amount that they owe and like I need to get out so that I can start paying yeah, this back. Yeah, that is true. Um, and luckily, I mean, like I said, I had a fraction of what most people. I mean, like like a percent of what most people have. So I was like, I'm not really in a rush. And that's why it took me, I think four year and a half years to graduate with my undergraduate and a year and a half to get that master's. Um, But I wasn't in a rush to get out. I was like, I I enjoy just being able to focus on just myself and, and kind of have that freedom to say, Hey, what do I want to do today? And that's what I'm going to do. And with work, it's, 40 hours a week. Yeah, it's like, yeah. What, is, what am I going to do today? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to work. Wake up at- I definitely think that we shouldn't feel like we're in a rush to get out mm-hmm. of school. Like, take it easy. If you're not, yeah. if you're graduating in three years, make sure it's because you want to yeah. and not because you really want to get out. Not because you feel pressured to, exactly. like, like, graduate I completely early. agree with that. I think especially a lot of uh, my poor peeps out there, <laughs> you know, like school, especially people like that. I'm so extremely fortunate to have the Goizeta scholarship and to receive a refund every semester. But if you're my poor peeps, you relate, you know, that's not enough. Yeah. yeah. The, the refund is not enough to support in my case, like my, my family, me, just all of us. It's like, it's not enough. Yeah. So working, and in the, and in my case, I feel like overworking because I'm not I don't just yeah. have school, you yeah. know. I'm doing the work, and I'm. You're not just a student no more. Yeah. I'm just, and I haven't been a student since my first semester Same. of college. I think that's also a big adjustment. Like, hey, in high school you were a student, and then you were free to be whatever yeah. you wanted to be for the I most had, part. I had you jobs didn't in have high a school. Part time job, but yeah. even then, I feel like when I in high school, like I used to have like two part time jobs, like, but it still didn't feel as much work as like being a college student and also working part time. Cause I just think it's the workload is so much more different. I feel like, but no. Yeah. And, and you said this earlier, like you wish you could devote yourself a hundred percent to yeah. school. I wish oh, I yeah, could I too. Wish I, could. I like, as I said, I love being a student. I wish I could have the significant privilege of just 
devoting all yeah. my time mm-hmm. to school, especially, you know, without the ADHD meds, it's <laughs> extremely hard to be focused. Yeah. And I love reading. I love these yeah. readings that I have and I love all these things. And I can't enjoy them because it's like I, the sooner I finish this, yep. the faster I can go back to work yep. and the faster I can get more money because I need to do this because I need to pay this. Yeah. I need to do that. Yeah. Well, I'll say just, you know, be aware that it college is one of the few times where you can just focus on yourself. And that's also yeah. focusing yeah. on making sure you don't burn out and that you aren't, yeah, for sure. um, you know, burning yourself to the ground. And I mean. Sometimes you need to do that. I'm there. And that, I mean, I am people, at the ground. And I know people are like, oh, like college, it's like the best years of your life. And it really should be like, it really should be that time where you're like growing into yourself. Like you're growing into like an adult and you're like experiencing life in a new way. You don't, you're not necessarily a child who, who like has to like listen to your parents and um, oh, yeah. like have a curfew. I, I mean, some that. people still got a curfew, but um, but yeah, it's just one of those times that like should be kind of enjoyed to the mm-hmm. fullest. And you know, we're recording this like during kind of during a pandemic still, so times are different. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I, I definitely I think that like poor students saying. just can't enjoy yeah. it as much as we. Yeah, wish we and could. that's that's something that is important to understand too. I mean, there's a lot of financial resources out there. The thing is that those take time to get. Yeah, yeah. The Who has time. the time? Yeah. Time is money, yeah. as they say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who they is, but they certainly people say who it. have money. <laughs> Not me. Um, I guess so. Maybe to wrap up, um, how how Damien, how do you feel like your academic experience has like helped you get to where you are today? Um, would you say that you couldn't be where you are today without without that academic yeah. aspect? Um, Considering the fact that I was just debating whether college was the right path for me, I know for a fact that I couldn't be where I'm at today without that degree and not without those degrees and without that, more importantly, commitment uh, yeah. to myself and to just kind of grind it out. Um, that being said, I don't think, you know, success is defined differently by everybody and I don't think I'm successful. I think that there's steps that I'm taking to be successful and I don't think that my steps are the only way to get there. I think there's... Yeah multiple ways of, you know, achieving your goals and, um, you know, really setting them up to in a way that college isn't a requirement, but you know, if you have it great and if you can do it great and if you think you can't do it, then, you know, I would say try at least a semester at a community college. Cause it's a lot cheaper than going to a uh, full on mm-hmm. state school. Um, cause I do, I do think that I, I do think that there was a part of me that just honestly was not going to show up to school. Um, and, I was like, well, I guess I've paid. Uh, it's been paid for. Then I might as well just <laughs> go ahead and show up. And luckily, I enjoyed it and stuck it out. But I know not everybody has those luxuries, and they could they can start it, but not might not be able to finish because you know they've got family commitments, they've got other stuff. So I know I, I couldn't have made it to where I made it, but I know that there are people who are just as successful as I am who haven't gone down the college path, and it's not the only way for success. So I'll say that. Yeah. But do you, you don't regret it, though? No, I don't regret it. That's good. I think it was a good time. I got to meet some cool people. Um, like us. <laughs> and, that net- <laughs> and that networking event, too, that you did, yeah. that sounds so cool. I had no idea Georgia State like provided that. Yeah, I think, I think that's actually one of the things that we talked about how college is a time where you can focus solely on yourself and you kind of set your own goals and expectations. And alongside that you kind of have to search out those opportunities um which is a big challenge because 
we're first generation, so we're not aware of those opportunities. Exactly. When the time frame looks like and, and how to get there and how to get them and when to get them and um, who to talk to. Um, so if you can connect with other students early on and who have sim similar ambitions and similar goals, then I'd say talk to them and, and let them know. Like, hey, I have this thing. What are you doing to get there? And what can I do to get there? Yeah, because I think, too, it's important to note that, like, you don't just have to network with people that are like, like CEOs yeah. or like you can like network with the people that you're in your classes mm -hmm. with. I think that's something that you can learn, like you can learn so much from the people that are like you're sitting next to in yeah. class that are like have this internship and mm -hmm. you're like interested in that. Or like, oh, how did you get this? Like, do you think um, like are they do they have positions open yeah. or, you know, so I think that's so important, too, is like don't forget the people that you're. I think that like was in class with. the best thing I did to get the job that I have right now is uh, when I was applying, um, I had a lot of people saying, yeah, we like working with them because I had worked with them in classes. So nice. I like, yeah, See? get them on. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you, Damon, for, for being no here problem. with us today. Um, yeah. It's great being here. Great seeing you guys and can't wait to see what you guys have in the future. Oh, thank you. And best of luck to you and your Thanks. endeavors. And best that of PhD. luck. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Rodriguez yeah. on the way. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. One anyway. day. Well, yeah, one day. <laughs>